This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so excited to have Salma's Chadwell today. Salma's is the wife of Jamie Chadwell, head football coach for Coastal Carolina. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be asked. Well, what a career your husband has had. This is his fourth time to lead a program. He's been AFCA Coach of the Year, two-time Conference Coach of the Year, two-time finalist for National Coach of the Year. That's all the stats that journalists love to write about. But from your perspective, what do you think makes Coach Chadwell so successful? You know what? I think it's really his passion for this profession and for those kids for the student athletes and he's really loyal to the people around him um, he's got a great staff that uh, he's always brought along with us that has helped make him and the programs that he's been at uh, such a success but I also think that one of his major things is you know he's always willing to fight for what he believes in um, you know we've been at some schools where the budgeting hasn't been the best and so you know, you ask for things and he's always, you know, kind of been told no, but he's like, well, no, that's not good enough. You know, I need to know why and how can we make it happen? How can we get these and these things? So I think just being a go-getter and then just being so passionate and loving these kids. I mean, I think that is what really has helped him be so successful. Now, my favorite question to ask, and everyone always waits for this answer. I have to know, how did you meet Jamie Chadwell? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So this is a funny story. And Jamie always likes to tell people that I pursued him and I always deny it. But so you will get the true story this time. (laughs) All right. True story, ladies. (laughs) So um, he was coaching at East Tennessee State, and I was a graduate assistant athletic training student at the time. And uh, it was, you know, part of my responsibility to do weigh-ins for the athletes before and after practices. And he'd come by and, you know, just kind of check, make sure the athletes were doing what they were supposed to do. And so we kind of started talking um, through that. And um, he got to know who I was, and I got to know who he was, and uh, ended up we had Uh, a lot of mutual friends from the small town that I'm from. After that, we really didn't, I mean, we said hi and everything in the halls when we saw each other before practice and whatnot. One day out at practice, he was out there conditioning the athletes and I was covering practice and I looked over at my best friend and I said, Leanne, I'm going to marry that man someday. (laughs) And (laughs) funny, she was, um, she was my maid of honor at my wedding and she ended up telling this story at the wedding. But um, shortly afterwards, he invited me to FCA and we just kind of grew our friendship through FCA and really got to know each other and um, our relationship flourished from there. And, you know, it's been an adventure ever since, you know, there's no turning back after that. Wow. What a neat story. (laughs) You knew instantly. I did. I did. 
That's incredible. How so, long did y'all date? I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, we dated for about two and a half years and then uh, got engaged for six months and then were married. Wow. Shortly how after. Long ago, what year were you married? Oh, my goodness. Uh, 2005. So this coming summer will be 14 years. Oh, wow. I can't believe it. I know. <laughs> now, you said a small town in Tennessee. So, where exactly did you grow up and did you ever envision this coach's wife life? Oh, my gosh. I grew up, you know, I'm originally from the Middle East, and um, we came to the United States when I was a young kid, so I was about three years old, and we moved to a small town of Athens, Tennessee, so it's right in the middle of Knoxville and Chattanooga, and as far as becoming a coach's wife, I had no plan whatsoever. I mean, I am the type of person, I have a type A personality where I planned everything in my life. This, you know, I'm going to graduate college at this time. I'm going to get married at this age. I'm going to have three children and, you know, this, that, and, you know, you know what the Bible says, and, you know, you plan your, uh, your path and everything, but the Lord really directs your steps. And That's so right. when I told him my plan, he said, hold up, I've got something completely different for you. <laughs> I'm sure God just laughed at me when I told him my plan. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. So what brought, do you mind me asking and stop now, but what brought y'all to the United States? I don't mind you asking at all. It's actually a, um, I love telling this story. So I'm originally from Iran and it was during the time of the revolution in Iran, the Shah was being overthrown and it was just an unsafe place for us. My parents did not want their children growing up during that time in Iran. And so they said, they're not going to have a future. Our children are not going to have a future here. So we need to leave. And, um, you know, that's a whole another podcast right there for you, Houston, um, as far as how we came to the United States. But um, long story short, we escaped. And uh, my mother was pregnant with my brother at the time. And so it took us about six months to get from Iran to the United States. And we entered into California and we ended up actually getting captured. So we were thrown in jail. Wow. So my pregnant mother was put in a cell. My father was put in a different one. And then I was taken away for a short time, but then eventually reunited back with my mother. But, you know, my parents they had plans for us. They wanted a better future for us. They wanted a better life for us. And during that time, Iran was not the answer. They wanted to provide something so much better. And uh, the United States was the answer for them. Wow. Incredible. And yeah. And, and I know they don't regret it. Wow. Amazing. Um, And now I imagine you look at it so differently now that you have children, you go back and think of when you were three and when your children hit that age of three, do you think about that at all? Oh, all the time, all the time. And I think of what my mom had to go through during that time too. And, you know, can you imagine just being pregnant, no, newly pregnant, and then, you know, going through the mountains and sleeping in tents and traveling at night and only being able to eat like uh, bread and rice and just a little bit of water here and there. And I think about that and, you know, my mom is such an amazing, strong, and courageous woman. I mean, I can't ever imagine doing something like that, but, you know, for your children, it's amazing Mm -hmm. where your strength comes from and the things that you will do for them. And so, yeah, I look at my kids and I'm just like, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just amazing. It's unbelievable. What a neat perspective that you have 
looking at college football. I know your husband and you have worked your way up from division two and FCS and FBS. And now that you are in the FBS, I would like to ask you some of those, I don't know what we call them, like groupy questions or what like that kind of on a lighter <laughs> note, but do you get to travel to the away games? What is, what's game day? I'd like to hear about your game day experience. So do you get to go around and travel with him now that you're at the FBS level? You know, I wish I got to travel as much as I want to, um, but when you have young kids, it's hard because they're at that age now where they're involved in sports, so we're doing a lot of practices or games are on that day, and, you know, it's hard because you're like, oh, my husband's game is also at this time, and, you know, my son has a football game, you know, it's so hard to divide yourself into that, um, but we try to make all the games as as we can specifically home games we don't like I said we don't get to travel to the away games as much as we'd like to um, but game days are fun I mean I just love the atmosphere I love the crowds and I love the tailgating and um, here at Coastal they do something called the shot walk so um, the kids the athletes and the coaches they all uh, walk over to the tailgating section and then with the band, the cheerleaders, and they'll just walk through all the tailgating, saying hi to the fans and, you know, they'll eat a little food here and there. And our kids actually got to do it um, with Jamie this year and they really enjoyed it. They, you know, they were walking with pride, holding daddy's hand and, mm -hmm. you know, they really felt like they were big time and it was so enjoyable for our children to be able to do that too. Do you get to the game really early? Are you one of those that gets there two to three hours in advance or? <laughs> no, I can't because I'm a nervous wreck. Are you? So if I show up too early, yes. Oh my gosh. Like I pace. You should see me um, at away games, like when they're televised, obviously I'm sitting there watching. And if it's a close game, I have a tendency to start cleaning. That's how I cope with stress. <laughs> and so the wives joke, they're like, okay, next game, we're at our house. <laughs> because I'll just sit there and sweep and mop and dust and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty funny. That is so funny. I love <laughs> it. That's incredible. Now, I know this profession can be tough. You know, the highs, the lows, the ups and the downs. And we as coaches' wives keep our husbands encouraged a lot of the times and a lot of the time. And, you know, I think everybody has something they have to walk through at some point in their life. What do you think has been the toughest adversity you both have faced? And what did you rely on to get through those tough moments? You know, with this profession, there are a lot of ups and downs, and we face so much adversity um, at any given time and just in life in general. But um, the most recent thing that uh, we faced was it was right after Easter, um, I started having some health problems. You know, you really think you're invincible sometimes, you know, and then when you're taken to the doctor and, you know, these health issues are brought up, it, it really just shakes you. Yes. It, you know, like I said, these health problems, it was unknown what was going on with me. Um, so the doctors, they did extensive MRIs on me and basically um, the doctor called me and he had said, what we're looking for is a brain tumor. Wow. And talk about, you know, dropping, like, wow. I, I didn't, I didn't even know what to I was like, is this serious? I mean, is he really telling me this right now? Mm. So I had to go have an extensive MRI done. Like I was in there for about two and a half hours mm. and it was the longest two and a half hours of my life. And during that whole time, all I did 
was pray. I talked to God and I said to myself, gosh, you know, I'm 40 years old. I have three young kids that still need me. And I said, Lord, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to let this, whatever it is, I'm not going to let this kill me. I'm going to fight it because I'm going to be there with my son. I'm going to have that dance with my son Mm. on his wedding day. I'm going to be there for my girls when they give birth. And it really shook me to my core. I mean, if, gosh, I'm getting so emotional Mm. over it right now. I I guess the thing that I said during also during that time was, Lord, if this is your will, let it be done. Mm. Because, you know, you know, you don't think about yourself. You think about your children. You think about your spouse who, you know, eventually they would be fine. You know, I know that they would have a great support system. Um, There's so many people that would offer to help and give them the things they need and help them and everything. But, you know, still you can't imagine no not being there for your family right. and at such a young age but fortunately it ended up not being a brain tumor and you know they're still trying to work things out and see what's going on but man it it shook us mm-hmm. and we really really focused on you know we've always prayed mm-hmm. but it really just made you fully rely Because you realize that, hey, you're not in control of this life. You know, your time here is temporary. Mm. Make the most of it because you never know when your last day will be. And we really just turned to God and really our faith is what withheld us during that time. Mm. I don't know what we would have done if we didn't have Jesus. Mm. I I feel the same way. You know, I don't, you know, our story as well. And with our daughter and what we face on a daily basis, I, I don't know how people get through it without that peace that he gives us, you know, that daily, exactly. it's life changing. It is because when you really need it, he's there. Exactly. Okay. He's our rock. He is our rock. Okay. So this is another tough, tough question. I mean, you've been the backbone of a successful coach when you think about, I know it's hard to ask and it's hard to answer, but it's actually harder to answer than it is to ask. But I mean, it's, <laughs> and I have to brag on yourself a little bit, but you know, when I talk to wives across the country, they, they say, you know, we come to your podcast. Yeah. It's fun to hear how people met and all that, but we'd love to take ideas and, and we love to learn. And that's why we're all here because we're all going through the same thing, you know, in different capacities. So is there something you think you've done or at least tried to do that you think has made it contribution to the success he's had on the field and your lives as a family? Well, I think the first and uh, most important thing is just by being consistent and praying for him, just being really intentional with the praying that I do for him. Um, I pray specifically for him at the beginning of the season. And then at the start of each week, I always pray, you know, Lord, just bless the hands of his work. I know that, um, you know, there's going to be wins and losses. You know, I pray for those wins. It's great. But, um, you know, I also pray for victories off the field because, you know, he's out there with so many young students, young athletes, and um, he's changing lives, you know, and I just pray for him to, uh, for the Lord just to work through him. And I think just by praying for him intentionally is a big factor. 
Um, but also, you know, trying to keep things as normal as possible because there's so many ups and downs. I mean, this life as a coach's wife is a roller coaster. I mean, as you know, and so just trying to keep, you know, our home life as normal as possible, I think, um, is good for him as well, because just the things that he's experiencing away from home. And then when he comes home, he doesn't want to have to deal with anything else. So being here with open arms and, you know, having that home cooked meal for him when he is home, even if he is like two hours late, but, um, I think, you know, just doing those simple things for him, I think that is what really helps him and encourages him as well. You know, there's a lot of pressure in this business. We've talked about it. Uh, are there some things that you remind Coach Chapel of during those tougher days? Just the highs and lows, the roller coaster of coaching football. But the things that I do remind him of is, um, you know, I would try to bring up all the positive things that he has done, mm-hmm. um, the good times. And then um, I think I t- try to tell him about the athletes. Um, you know, you remember this kid right here, what you did when he came back to you five years later and he said, coach, you know, you did this because you cared for me because you were the father figure I never had, you know, you changed my life. And, you know, I think just by reinstating and incorporating all those things that he has done and how he's making a difference, I think the positives always outweigh those negatives that he has to deal with. And, you know, when he does have a loss and, you know, those losses stick with you Mm. harder, (laughs) so much more than sometimes those wins do. But, you know, I tell him, you know, those moments, those those aren't going to be your defining moments, but they don't define who you are as a person. If you do have a bad day or if you do have an issue going on, you know, you're so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And we just can't dwell on them. And, you know, we just have to trust in God during those times that are difficult and at all times we just have to trust in him. We do. That's how you get over a loss. Now, do you have any traditions after Mm -hmm. a win? Oh, yes. (laughs) My kids especially love this one. So we've been fortunate too. I don't know how it's happened, but every time um, we're at whatever university we've been at, we've always had a cookout close by. And so our tradition is after a win, we always go and get a milkshake and the kids love it because they get their own milkshake and, you know, they don't uh, obviously can't finish it because it's so big. I I don't even finish it, but they save it uh, the rest for the next day. And so they love it because it's like they get ice cream all weekend. So that's a fun tradition that they, that we do. The kids love it. (laughs) Yes. I think we have to do that here in the Ergel house. I like that. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you have any time during the week where you and coach try to get away? Do you have a date night? Do you have a lunch date? Do you have something that you try to do during the season to stay connected? We try to on Fridays when he has to go in a little bit later, um, specifically when he has home games, he goes in a little bit later. The kids are off at school and uh, we try to go just to have a lunch date together, you know, where it's just him and I and we'll go it um, in a back corner somewhere that way you know we're not around anybody else or distracted or anything and you know we'll get whether it's 30 minutes or whether it's an hour and we'll just sit there and have lunch together and I love just being able to sit there and have us time it's so important to be intentional with that too because in the whole scheme of things like just with football 
it's so easy for that us time to get lost Mm -hmm. because there's always something that's coming up. So if you are not intentional and make plans to do that, you know, it, it can be very difficult otherwise to find time. You're supporting him. You're supporting the children. And then there's, there's another group you're supporting, which is the fellow coach's wife on your staff. This is the fourth time you've been a head coach's wife, right? I mean, this is the fourth program. I think it was, where is your path? So you started it. I don't think we even asked you this. So, so we started out, you know, just dating at East Tennessee state, and then they ended up dropping the football program there. And he ended up getting a job at Charleston Southern as an assistant. So he was the wide receiver coach there. Um, We ended up getting married in Charleston, but then from there we moved to North Greenville, which is in Greenville, um, South Carolina. And I was pregnant at the time. And from Greenville, we moved to Delta state, which is in um, Cleveland, Mississippi and Cleveland. We went back to Charleston Southern and then Charleston Southern to Coastal. And here we are. There you are. So this is the fourth time you've been a head coach's wife, right? Yes. And every time we've moved, I've been pregnant. (laughs) So I said, no, 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 we're not doing this again. (laughs) 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 What are some things you try to do to help support and build that family among the coaches' wives? You know, any time we do have events, I always make sure that the wives and the families, you know, because we have so many children on our staff this year. I want to say we have about 15 that are, yeah, we have a lot of children. That's the most we've ever had. But always let them know that, you know, no matter what event we're doing, you guys are always welcome. Your families are always welcome to um, come. Um, We do... On Wednesday nights, what we've uh, started this year is we do family nights. So we have a local church um, that comes in and they provide food for us. They do a little devotional and it's great because the uh, wives don't have to cook. I mean, that's definitely a bonus point right there. But, um, you know, just being able to be with the husbands and, uh, you know, the wives, the kids there, all of them together. It's so important, you know, just having that family night. I think the families really appreciate that. We do um, an annual wives trip. And this year we're going to Georgia Southern and I have a fun uh, day planned for us there. We're going to go do an escape room. And um, can you imagine all the wives in an escape room trying to get out within an hour? That'll be interesting. (laughs) That will be. It'll be hilarious. So, you know, we try to do uh, fun things like that. Um, When we don't travel, the wives, some of us don't travel, some of them do. Um, I always invite them over and I'll make a big spread of food, um, all our favorite tailgating foods, and I'll put the the game on the big screen and we'll just sit there and watch it. And and I try to plan something uh, every few months just to have an event where it's just us wives. We get babysitters for the children or um, the husbands watch them or whatever. And then in the spring, we're going to start a Bible study. And so, you know, we're really looking forward to that. And um, I think that'll be such a positive um, thing for us to do. Oh, absolutely. Love it. That's, that's really, really neat. What are some of the ways you try to reach out to the players? I know that you talked about him mentoring some of them. Are there some things that you try to do uh, just kind of unique ways that, to reach out to them? I think just being able to, you know, when you do see them, 
talk to them, you know, talk to them about something besides football, because there's so much more to that athlete than just the number they wear on Saturdays, you know, asking them about how their family's doing or, you know, how's school going for you this semester, you know, just making them feel important um, by talking to them with about other things. We do, you know, as wives, we do goodie bags for the players each uh, week. And so we send those in uh, with the husbands and they hand them out to the players. Um, we have them over for meals and everything. And I think they really appreciate that. Like we'll ask them, you know, what's one thing that you miss from being at home? Like what's the one meal that you really miss? And so some of them are like barbecue and mac and cheese. And so we'll try to provide those kind of things for them to, you know, because we are their family away from home, you know, mm-hmm. their parents and, um, you know, their guardians have entrusted us with, uh, their child. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you're taking care of them. And just if I sent my son away to college, you know, I hope that there would be somebody there for him as well. That's true. You know, I didn't really think of it. No, we always try to reach out to his players and have them over. But when I had my children, things really changed for me. I think I felt like I started looking at it differently when, mm-hmm. when they go to college, you know, what they're going to be on their own. They're going to be by themselves. They're going to be lonely. You want them to mean something <laughs> if they right. play on a team, their coaches, you want them to be valued. And um, that's just, to me, it's such a big part of it. I think you can really tell the programs that really place a value on that and really see it as a building relationships and family and impacting. I think you can read it in the player's eyes. You can tell. Yes, I agree. And, you know, one of my favorite memories is um, it was one of, it was our first year that Jamie and I were married and uh, we had the wide receivers over one weekend and we, uh, you know, we gave them, we made dinner and everything, but then uh, we had the PlayStation set up and we stayed up till gosh, I think till like midnight or whatever. And just the guys were all there playing and having a good time. Um, you know, they were eating and, uh, one of the guys goes, coach, do you mind if we stay over tonight? <laughs> and we're like, you know what? You go right ahead. So right. we brought blankets down and pillows. And so Jamie and I, we went to bed. It was way past midnight. Um, we're not, we weren't, you know, 18, 19 years old, like those kids were and could stay up. So we went to bed and then the next morning we woke up and, you know, just the awesome, it was such an awesome sight coming downstairs and seeing all these, you know, wide receivers downstairs asleep. And so we went to the kitchen and made them breakfast and, you know, it was just such a fun memory for me. And that's just one of the fondest things I remember. I love those relationships and, you know, where those athletes, they feel safe, you know, they Mm -hmm. feel like, Hey, you know, we're welcome here. We're welcome at coach's house anytime. Wow. That's really, really special. That's probably uh, goes along with maybe a task you've done that people not realize the responsibility of a coach's wife. You're, co- you're cooking for them and you're taking care of them, being an extra mom and, you know, an extension of their family. Is there something you've done that people wouldn't realize would be our responsibility? I think, well, I would say, uh, you know, being a jack of all trades, really, you don't realize all the things that you have to learn and you become so independent. I'm not saying that we don't need our husbands because we do. Um, but, you know, changing a flat tire or, um, you know, one year our garbage disposal broke and I had to fix the garbage disposal because it was a Saturday night. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, you know, just doing all those things, um, 
toilets and putting up shelves and taxes, you know, we really do, I feel like, do a lot more than, you know, people realize. Um, somebody once told me that there's a special place in heaven and for coaches' wives, and I really believe it. I do, <laughs> too. it takes a lot. I do, too. What do you think some of the ways that a coach's wife can add value to her husband's career? You know, you asked me earlier what I think one of the hardest things about uh, being a coach's wife is, and I mentioned just the time factor, but, um, you know, we move a lot too. I think it's pretty much we've moved every four years and, you know, that's never easy. And I cry every time. (laughs) I hope I'm not the only one that cries every time we move, but Um, you know, you just become so rooted into each town and, you know, you make friends and um, you just develop roots. And I think that, you know, one way that a wife can add value to her spouse's, um, to the husband's career is, you know, when you do move, just by being fully present, you know, you know, make those roots and being all in. It's, I think it's just so important that, um, you know, when you, when I said I do, you know, I made those vows through good and through bad, through thick and through thin. And, you know, I'm fully invested. And I think that's just so important that, um, that we just embrace, you know, his, the careers that our husbands have, uh, you know, the football life and just being fully present in it all. I think that's just so important. I think it makes the transition a lot easier for our husbands. Yes. So, you know, just by being there and just being 100%. What do you think is the most rewarding aspect of this life we live? I would say the relationships that you build um, with the players and the staff. Um, You know, I, one thing that Jamie does is, you know, he loves, he loves his guys, you know, he's going to discipline them, but he's also going to love them with all his heart. And, you know, they may not realize that at the moment, but a few years down the road, they come back and they're like, coach, you know, you made a difference and you changed my life. And, you know, because of this, because of you, I decided to go into coaching and, you know, I just love the relationships and, you know, when they send you invitations to their weddings or send you pictures of their firstborn child. And, you know, that just means so much to me. And I think uh, our husbands really appreciate that too. And, you know, they realize what, you know, this is the path that God led them down. And, you know, this is their purpose is all those kids and um, just making a difference in their lives. And, be in that change. Okay. Rapid fire questions for you. Ready? Uh Oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> okay. What's the last book you've read? Not a fan by Kyle Eidelman. That's a good have you one. read that. I have parts of it. I didn't get to all the way through yeah. it yet, but that's good stuff. Coach surprises you walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Is he coming with me? Yes. <laughs> Cause okay. If he's coming with me, then it's going to be Kenny Chesney. Yes. Yeah. I love some Kenny Chesney. <laughs> Everyone has a few things that need replacing around the house. What's the ugliest thing you own? <laughs> um, a pair of house shoes. And I don't, I think my mom got them for me like several years ago, but they're so comfortable. And it's like, every time we move, Jamie's like, did that not get lost in the move somehow? 
because every time he looks at him and he's kind of like wants to roll his eyes but kind of gives that mm, grin like oh gosh those are so awful (laughs) (laughs) if you could have dinner with someone other than a family member current or from history who would that be I would have dinner with Marie Curie oh what draws you to that my son has gotten into the who was books they're so educational like he has a whole stash of them and I started reading some of his and just kind of skimming through them. And this one, it really interested me. And she was, um, you know, she came from nothing and she had such a hard life, but she really pushed herself and didn't let her obstacles stop her. And she was actually the one that discovered radium and she won two Nobel Peace Prizes. Wow. I mean, she didn't let anything stop her. And, you know, just the mindset of her and not letting anything get in her way to achieve the things that she did. I think that's pretty amazing. Pretty I'd amazing. love to dig in her mind. Love it. Okay. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Uh, lost, lost, lost. I know that's from several years ago, probably 10 years ago, I think 15 I years, maybe. Yes, I think it's a good <laughs> show, but I know people were very into it. Oh gosh, it's such a good show. You need to binge watch it. Okay. I'll have to start that. I still binge watch <laughs> friends like it's fresh content. Oh, that's the best. That never gets old. <laughs> it doesn't. You know, I, you know, you're really old when you're like, it's on Nick at night. And you grew up with that. Is it really? It's on Naked Night every night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. The Learjet is lined up because apparently you have $5 million. Where would you nice. coach go? Yeah. These are hypotheticals. <laughs> I was going to say, do you know something? I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are so many places we'd love to go, but one place that we've really, uh, discussed about going and we never have it would be Colorado uh, to go skiing yeah that'd be fun yeah no I, I would love to go skiing hold on we've I never just been about this okay so I had a coach's wife on my show that coached Lori Johnson at Colorado y'all should house swap for like a week because don't you live in South Carolina I think she want a break from the snow you should you know vacation hey Hey, there you go. Up. Let's make it happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. If your Work husband, your connections. there we go. We'll make it happen. If your husband weren't a coach, what would he be? Oh, that's easy. He would be a singer. He loves to sing. He will get that music blasting and he loves the oldies. I love it. Is he good? He, gets he, in that good? he is. He really is. Okay. We'll have to make him sing one day. All right. What sport (laughs) can you beat Coach Chadwell in? You know, we ran a race. Well, not an actual race, but we were on the beach this summer and we were racing on the beach and I kicked his butt. I beat him. Really? (laughs) Yes, I did. And I was proud and I want to brag about it all the time to him. (laughs) And of course, he'll probably say, I'll let you win. But we know the truth. (laughs) We know the truth. Yes. Favorite fast food restaurant? Is this even a question? Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A. Yes. If you had a superpower, what would that be? You know, a lot of people would probably say flying, but I'm scared of heights. I don't do those. So I would say teleport. Just make it a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. These are my favorite questions. Aren't they fun? They are fun. (laughs) 
Thank you so much. And it takes the pressure off. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for sharing with us. This has been amazing. I really appreciate it. Thank you and shots up. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Live podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.